What's up, everyone? All right, we are on Tuesdays now at 7.30 Eastern instead of Thursdays, which is like super symbolic and awesome because I was a nurse. I was a COVID nurse, baby, on the front lines, and I get to step out of that job. And so here I am, I replaced my terrific Tuesday at the hospital, which was full of stress hormones with exhilaration and stepping into this new space and my podcast and my new business. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight is exhilarating possibilities. But first, I want to talk about the traditional education system because it's got me really annoyed right now. And I would love, love, love to know your input because I know as parents, we are all in like crazy times um, unprecedented. That's the word I'm looking for. Unprecedented times with this um, COVID going on. And it's like lingering on and on and on. It's like, when is this shit ever going to go away? Come on summertime, right? But when is it ever going to go away? Because of all of the, the cloud of darkness around it and what's the motivation behind this. And it all just seems kind of fucking fishy, if you ask me. Not saying that people haven't died. I'm not saying that there could be something slightly valid going on here, but there's something fishy going on. And we're intelligent people and we're seeing it by the masses. We are seeing it. People are opening their eyes. OK, so my point is, let's go back to traditional education. So I have seen this year with my kids has been so up and down. I would love for you to share in the comments um, what sort of experiences you have been having with education this year. So I've got three kids. One's at a junior high. She's been either 50-50 or at home throughout it, back and forth. One is, well, I've got two of them at the same school. And one has been virtual all year because she, it, a little bit sensory overload sometimes, and she does not want to wear a mask. So she stays home and does all of her schooling here. And then my boy, who's six, has been in and out, just depending on if he's had to quarantine, the teacher got COVID, you know, whatever. He got a cold, so naturally they assume it's COVID, so you got to stay home for 10 to 14 days. Now, schools vary on their policy there, too, which is fishy. Okay, anyway, what I am feeling is, you know, teachers are stretched to the limit, but you know what? So are parents. So are parents, right? And um, this can be overwhelming. And I am in a situation now where James is in first grade. And I know you can feel me if you have a first grade boy or you have had one. It is hard to get a first grade boy and a girl. But for me, harder for to get my boy to sit down in front of a damn iPad and do his schoolwork. 
and it's really frustrating and it's not an ideal situation. And then the change and going to school, staying home, going like the, the kids need routines, right? This is why sports are so, this is why sports are so foundational in character development of kids because it gives them structure and it gives them structure in an exhilarating way. It gives them structure combined with fun, combined with education. And so neurologically, we know via science that when you are combining a physical activity with learning, that it creates um, new pathways in your brain that help you to maintain that knowledge and strengthen that knowledge. It develops your brain on a different level. And so my point with the traditional education system is um, you cannot measure a kid by all kids by the same yardstick, right? Um, I was it Einstein that said, you can't judge a fish by how high he can climb the tree. And for me, James is a smart kid, but he has a different way of learning, but he's still being compared by the traditional or uh, valued by the traditional education system. And it pisses me off, kind of annoys me because the kid is a supernatural genius, just like your kids, just like we are. He's so intelligent. Like I carry on conversations with this kid and he uses words that I've never heard any other first grader um, know. And so, yes, I'm biased because he's my kid, but that's why God gave us our kids. That's why we are their advocates, right? Because we are the ones who see the best in them. We see the most value in them. And that is why we are their advocates. And so with traditional education, kids are immediately compared to one another. They are trained from the get-go. We were trained from the get-go to compare ourselves to others in order to know our worth. What the fuck? It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. And so you think about the structure of the traditional education system. And if you look at the history of it, you know, we were all factory workers or farmers, right? And so they didn't really want people to have creative thinking. They wanted people to be able to go and follow rules. And this was almost 100 years ago, right? More than 100 years ago. But nothing has changed except for what's that new form of math that they do? <laughs> the long-winded method that you're like, common core. What the hell is common core? I'm like, what is this? Just multiply the damn problem. You don't have to add all these other steps. But so my other point is kids are trained to shut off their creative brain. They are trained to learn and regurgitate because the education system didn't want kids to be too creative because creativity is power. Creativity is exhilaration, right? Creativity is exhilaration. And that is how we step into the field, the quantum field of infinite possibilities. And this is where the world opens up to us. This is where we have true, deep, deep desire fired within us and a true belief in our ability to achieve it. It's the dumbest math of all time. Thank you, Damon. I totally agree with you. I'm like, what is this? Um, so with traditional education, because most of us have our kids within traditional education, right? There are some variations here and there, but really the vast majority of kids are in this basic educational system. And so I want to encourage you to affirm your kids as often as you can, because I notice when James and any of my kids get their report card, they don't say a whole lot about what they're doing right. 
They really focus on what they're doing wrong. And this is something that the world trains us on as, you know, on the whole, you look at advertising, you look at our jobs, excuse me. <coughs> um, you know, when we get a, an evaluation at work, rarely do they focus on what you do right. They're always focusing on what you're doing wrong. And that is not a pattern that you want to impress inside of your brain. That is not a pattern you want to establish because your neuropathways are always being either reinforced or changed. And when you continually foster these negative neural pathways, it all goes back to, vi back to vibration. Are we sitting down here or are we sitting up here? Because if we're sitting down here, all that our brain is going to allow are all the negative emotions and experiences that come in here. Because I, I say this a lot, but our brain is always filtering through information, millions, trillions of inf pieces of information per second. And so you will be in overwhelm if your brain doesn't filter anything out. And so it's going to filter out that which is not on your current level of emotion vibration. So you want to sit up here. And the way that you sit up here is by getting exhilarated and is by getting creative. So encourage your kids to be creative. You think about how a child operates, a toddler, um, a baby playing on the floor. My nephew was over today, Bryson. He's so cute. And I was watching him play. And when children, when babies are at that age, they are mostly operating inside of their mind. You notice when they kind of look around? They have this kind of like whimsical, kind of almost disconnected look in their eye, in their eyes, even when they're looking at you. There's some like they're in a state of almost trance. And this is a state of creativity. This is the state of possibility. And so as we grow, we naturally, because of our external environment, move out of that internal, that um, creative thinking, um, that imagination that visualization that's going on. And so what happens is that's when we let the outside world control what's going on in our lives. And that's when it, we get stuck in the effing matrix. That's the matrix, you guys. We think the same thoughts 90% of the time. And I want you to really focus and think about, pay attention to what you're thinking about for the rest of the day. Or when you lay in bed tonight, I guarantee you, unless you are very intentional, you will lay down and think about the same shit you thought about last night and the night before and the night before and the night before. And if it's all beautiful and roses and springtime, that's great. But for most of it, if most of it, it's I can't talk for most of us. It's not. And I'm not judging you. I have the same issue. I have to be very intentional about my thoughts. But again, I guarantee you. You become intentional and you start shifting those thoughts, your feelings shift, your emotions shift, your vibration shifts, and your whole flipping life will shift. Okay, so as we grow, our focus is the outside world. And a great way to reactivate, um, to reactivate your creativity, to reactivate your ability to really step into possibility and to achieve is to get exhilarated. Okay, now let's make the distinction between stress and exhilaration because I want to give you an example of when I first started um, with this mindset work. What I found is that when things were going really smooth for me, I would create, which is another word for manifest, a situation that would turn me into superwoman. 
And that would put me in go mode to be the savior for my kids and, and not life and death situation. Let me give you a specific example. My car, something went wrong with my car and it was expensive. And I immediately went into superwoman. I was like, all right, I got to get this fixed. Yes, I am superwoman. And then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is the old Monica. This is the Monica who wants to be the savior, who wants to be the martyr, who wants to take care of everything around her besides herself. This was an old pattern for me. And at first it felt like exhilaration because I was like, yes, I'm getting it done. But then I was like, shit, I am like the cortisol levels in my body, a negative stress hormone. were going crazy, rapid fire, rapid shooting. And I was getting it done. But um, I, I was addicted to the stress hormone. And that's what happens to us is because our brains get wired in a certain way and we get addicted to negative hormones. And so exhilaration is not the same as stress. Even though it may feel like a zing, you're having these negative hormones pump into your body. And negative hormones do a lot of negative things to your body, like make you fat, make you depressed, make you anxious, age your body, give you chronic disease, like heart disease, stroke, all of these chronic diseases that we hear about, um, different um, nerve diseases. So... So stop. <laughs> stop it. And so how do you stop it? Go take a run. I want you to run. I want you to jog. Um, if you can't get up and run, then shake your ass in the chair. Move. Do something that is going to get your blood flowing. Because when you do something, I don't care if you're twisting around in the freaking rocking chair or the whatever. I don't care what you're doing. Just move your body. Move it. It could be yoga. You could be standing on your head like I do. That's super activating. Sends a lot of awesome chemicals up into your brain, activates your pineal gland. We'll talk about that someday. Um, but you, you've got to move. So what happens when you move and get you get exhilarated in a positive way, true exhilaration, is you're releasing all of these positive chemicals into your body, like dopamine, endorphins oxytocin. And so all of these hormones have an opposite effect as all the negative hormones. These are the hormones that protect your veins and your arteries, that protect you against chronic disease, that put you in a high vibrational state and draw all kinds of good stuff into you. And so um, something that I've been doing, really focusing on lately is old patterns. I've noticed that some of these old patterns are creeping in on me because you'll find when you try to change something in your life, your body will naturally like throw up a red flag, like eh, something's a little different here. You know, you had food, water and shelter before. I'm trying to protect you. Maladaptive brain, right? That like monkey mind of ours. And it tries to keep you in the old space you were because you were physically safe. You were physically safe. If you're not in a fight or flight response, running away from a cheetah, or a bear or whatever, then your body thinks you're safe because that's how we are genetically programmed. And so when you want to operate in a higher state and you want to kill some old patterns, like whether it's not drinking as much alcohol or not eating as much meat or not eating as much candy, right? Sugar is highly addictive or not drinking soda pop. When you stop doing those things, your body is like, 
boom, wait a minute, this is not the same as it was. I want you to go back. And your brain, your body will try to do everything that it possibly can to convince you that you need to go back to what you were doing. Everything. And it is such an amazing, exhilarating triumph when you can overcome that desire to go back to the way you were. It is so exhilarating. It's not easy. But I'll tell you, once you get on that other side of that mountain, it is absolutely freaking amazing. And so I want to tell you another story. Um, I guess it was, oh, shoot, I think it was like four months ago. I was really good about like I had my daily routine and I still have a daily routine, but I had a really solid, like intense daily routine. And what I was doing is I was meditating every single day. I was doing something that would exhilarate me. And I was also doing affirmations, written affirmations. And the combination of those three things were really, really powerful for me. And it 10x my life. It 10x my life. And it actually put me in a space where it was like a quantum leap for me. I had gone from point A to B very swiftly. And sometimes it's really hard for your body to integrate that. And then your body says, what the hell? We were okay over there. So boom, you hit another limit. And so... That's where I've been sitting for a little while and things are still progressing for me. But my my progress is a little bit slower because it's like I scared my subconscious, which is super annoying. But it is what it is. Right. We just move forward. And so everything I say to you, I'm saying to myself, just so you know that. And so I feel like I really need to step back into exhilaration. And it's so, so important. And I want to go back to the sports um, sports and kids is I ha- was speaking with someone who was talking about the fact that they had to pull their kids out of sports because they weren't doing very well in school and shit, you know, kids deserve so much grace right now because I mean, these kids, first of all, they were born for these times. You bet your ass. These kids are going to run the world when they grow up. They have got this. They are going to be just fine. But the kids are, they're going through so much right now, so much right now. And so this friend had to pull his kid from sports because he wasn't getting his grades weren't high enough. And so I want to encourage you, if you have to do something like that, this is what I would do, because this is what has helped me. I've never had to pull a kid from sports because of grades, but I have been advised to combine combine physical activity with learning. And the reason I was advised, this is an aunt of mine who uh, has her master's in special education. She did her thesis on physical movement and how it creates new neuronal pathways in your brain. And it really helps you to lock in knowledge and to learn, learn things at a more rapid pace. And so a simple example is my son. I'm teaching him his sight words, right? He's in first grade. So he's got this big ass stack of sight words. Ugh. I hate sight words, Um, but they're important, right? Because the traditional education said so, and but they are important. I'm sorry, I ingest. And so what I have him do is I have him jump on my bed while he learns his sight words. And that shit works. It really, really works because they're combining physical activity with intelligence, with new information. And so they are connecting two different parts of their brain that normally would not be connected. Music does the same thing. Music does the same thing. So something else you could do if you've got a really highly musically inclined child, put on some symphony music or even just 
a sound, the sound of flowing water, whatever they prefer. Some um, shamanic drum beats. Boom, 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 boom. That's a really cool one to put on for kids. Put that on and put it low so that they might not be able, so it doesn't drown out the knowledge that you're teaching them, the information that you're teaching them, but their subconscious hears that and it's making stronger connections, connections that would otherwise not be made if you were just sitting them down and saying, do these flashcards. Um, and so think about it. If you've got a kid who is a baseball player and he's doing shitty in school and you're like, and you know, as a parent, you feel like you've got to guide them and like you feel like maybe you got to pull them out of that so that they can focus on their grades. Go take them and find a way to incorporate batting the ball or throwing the ball back and forth. Incorporate that into their education, because not only are you creating a stronger connection for them. You are giving them the time that they need because kids need your time, your focus, your attention, your love, your hugs, your affirmation so that their brain can develop properly. You know how sometimes our kids are super clingy and you feel like you're kind of like, Ugh, God, like I'm in a bad mood, like get off of me. I don't do I don't do that anymore. I don't. I swear. <laughs> like ever. I just hug my kids. But, you know, we're not perfect. Sometimes we're stressed out and we're like, yeah, leave me alone. Don't do that. <laughs> Like, give them a hug and send them off with something to do. But they need that. They literally, I say literally a lot, don't I? But literally, neuroscience shows us that they need this human connection in order for their brains to develop. For their brains to develop, they need this connection with us. And so we get so wrapped up in our busy lives. We get so wrapped up in, you know, what we, the homework that they have to do, the things, the things, the stuff, the things, the stuff. And like, if you just can make it a habit to stop, acknowledge, and just give them a hug, give them an extra hug, you know? And that's a really great pattern interrupt that can change your life and really put you into more a more exhilarating space. Go throw the ball with your kid and teach him his math facts, right? Do you know your math facts? Like, can you even be the navigator out there? <laughs> because I struggle sometimes. I struggle with my multiplication and division sometimes. I don't use my fingers, but I have become very dependent on the calculator. So you can tell me too if you're dependent on the calculator in the comments. <laughs> Um, okay, let me refer to my notes here. I, I don't want to miss anything. Um, 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 what else did I want to say? There was something else significant that I wanted to say here. Um, okay, we talked about stress hormones. We talked about the traditional education system. Oh, okay, this is what I want to talk to you about. So I'm reading this really great book. Is it, Oh, it's not backwards. Cool. It's called The Prosperity Game. Ooh, this is a good one, you guys. The Prosperity Game. So this is about... This is about the science of your brain, basically. Like this teaches you how to step out of scarcity um, because scarcity is just a state of mind. It doesn't really exist. Um, but there's some really cool points in here that I thought would be really interesting to um, talk about exhilarating possibilities. And so like, what is the most exhilarating possibility to you? Put it in the comments. Tell me what the most exhilarating possibility to you is, and this can be anything, like there are no restrictions. This could be um, your future plans. This could be what job you want. This could be what vacation you want to go on. This could be what emotion you want to experience. And for me, I like to go general. 
because there's little resistance in general, um, general feelings, general things. And so for me, the most exhilarating possibility for me is freedom. Freedom is my highest value. And inside of that is love. Love and freedom are my highest values. And so um, I want you to think about several areas of your life that are important to you. So just grab a grab a pen and paper. Okay, grab a pen and paper. Let's do this exercise. This is going to step us into exhilarating possibilities. Um, look at areas of your life that are important to you. And so, for example, health, relationships, family, personal growth, money, and work. And what I want you to do is on a scale from one to ten, how much freedom do you experience in those areas? So think about health, wealth, your job. On a scale from one to 10, how much freedom do you feel in those areas? Now, what are we going to do? What I was talking about earlier is um, kind of a pattern interrupt shifting, right? Shifting gears. And so when I was in superwoman mode and I thought I was feeling exhilarated when really I was feeling stressed as hell and anxious and all of these negative um, hormones were pumping into my body. I actively shifted. I created, introduced a pattern interrupt into my whole process so that I would stop doing that because I knew that it would take me into a negative spiral, lower my vibration and draw a bunch more negative stuff into my experience. Okay. And so this is about pattern interrupt and how we can step into freedom, how we can step into exhilarating possibility, because freedom is an exhilarating possibility. Um, research has shown that the best way to induce change is to make a discipline for 30 days to break the usual routine and just do something else. Something so simple, just something very basic, very simple. This doesn't have to be super difficult for the next 30 days. Choose one area, just one. It's all it takes is just one. We can start small, right? Take one area of your life in which to do something different every day. Then every day, do one thing differently. If you choose relationships, speak to a stranger or consciously smile to one every day for the next 30 days. If you are more daring, you could flirt a little with a stranger every day. If you choose health, eat something very different every day. If you choose work, take a different route to work every day. Or if you are working at home, like a lot of us are in COVID days, work in a different room in your house. What room do you work in? For me, my space is, is my bedroom. Like I love working in my bedroom because I have created a very high vibration space. I have blessed my bedroom. My bedroom is my den of creation. But for a lot of people, that doesn't work. For a lot of people, their room is only their place of rest. And so when they're in their room, they're not motivated. They're lazy, right? They just want to chill. So if you are working in a certain room that doesn't really carry the vibration that you would like to, move it to a different room. Create a different space for yourself. If you would like to get into a meditative practice, ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, if you would just activate and sit in a meditation for just two minutes a day for the next 30 days, ooh, that's a game changer, baby. 
that is what changed my life. That is what changed my life. And the reason I went there is because I have a specific meditation area. And when you have a specific space for something, whether it's an exercise routine, your work, or a meditation, and you go into that space, it gets easier and easier to activate that part of your personality or your brain or your motivation that you need to activate the more that you do it in that space. So I naturally, when I go into my meditation area, my brain knows that's where I'm going. And so what does that mean? That means that I am able to get into that sweet spot much more quickly. And just so you know, the sweet spot for me in meditation is called hemisync. What happens during hemisync is we are teaching our creative mind to um, sync with our logical mind. And when we do that, we step into the quantum field of infinite possibility. And that's where all of the exhilarating possibilities exist. Um, if you have a certain workout room that you love, think about it. If you have a workout room and you walk in there, how do you feel? Do you feel like it's go time? Because I know a lot of people who have workout rooms. Or are you the kind of person who's got to go to the gym? When you go to the gym, don't you become a different person when you walk into the gym? It's because you've created connections in your brain, these awesome connections in your brain that help you to create positive patterns in your life. Now, I know Dan, um, he does racing like online, right? Okay. And so I've seen him at his wheel. <laughs> And I guarantee you, he becomes a different person when he sits in that seat. And the more he does it, the more quickly he gets into that zone and the better he does. And so like with your work environment, if you need to create a new workspace, do it. Do yourself the favor so that you can step into that space and step into your zone of genius. Oh, I like that zone of genius. And that's a real thing. Um, I, I read a book recently called um, The Big Leap. And that's what The Big Leap is about. The Big Leap is about stepping into your zone of genius, not your zone of excellence, your zone of genius. Your zone of excellence is where you're playing it safe. My zone of excellence was being a nurse at a hospital. It's where I was playing it safe. But I kept feeling my soul saying, mm, you're missing something. This is not your thing. This is not your thing. You're good at it. You make good money, but this is not your thing. Your thing is over here, right here. My thing is right here. And so this is my zone of genius. Don't argue with me. <laughs> this is my zone of genius, damn it. And um, so I'm exhilarated by it and I'm thriving, right? I'm thriving now. Am I making millions of dollars? Not yet, not yet. But this right here, and the other stuff I do online puts me into a high vibrational state where all of that good stuff, all of those millions of dollars are literally making their way to me, to us. I'll say us because I'm on BW Sports and we're all going to be millionaires, right? Um, and so you sit up here, you bring all of the goodness in. You're allowing all of the goodness in. Life is about feeling better, feeling as good as you can in the moment. And so if you will create a space for yourself and stop some old patterns, you're going to be 
feeling better more often. The better you feel, the better life becomes. But you can't keep count. You can't keep track for a little while because it's not about keeping track. You've got to feel good just to feel good because that's what life's about. Life is about the now and feeling good right now, right? Okay. Oh, I've rambled. Okay, you guys, I hope that that was valuable for you. And I am going to say what I always say because y'all are amazing. Y'all are supernatural geniuses. You have something very specific to offer the world. You know why I say this all the time? Because the more I say it to you, what are we doing? We're creating new neuronal pathways. This is an affirmation that you will fully accept someday. And so we say this stuff to ourselves too, right? So after we get off here, you should go look in the mirror and tell yourself how fucking great you are because you're awesome. You are amazing because there is no other you. You are the only you that this universe, that this infinity, this infinite universe has to offer. You, you, you. You will never go out of style because you're always reinventing yourself, right? You're, this is an evolution. We didn't come here to be stagnant. We came here to evolve, right? You have your own unique frequency. No one has to offer. So stop comparing yourself to other people and don't teach your kids to compare themselves to others either. Stop them when they compare themselves to someone else. Because Johnny, who is the great athlete and the star quarterback, just because he's a star quarterback doesn't mean he's better than your Timmy, right? Because Timmy's unique. Timmy has his own zone of genius. He just has to find it. It's always there. And so we got to keep, keep activating them and activate ourselves so that they model our behavior because they have mirror neurons. So they're watching what we do and they are literally mirroring it. Okay, I love you so much. Don't forget how awesome you are. Have an amazing evening. And I will be back next Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday at 7.30 Eastern. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing night. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. It's going to be an awesome, awesome week.